Chris, you ever do a show where you have a really big guest on and you get maybe a little nervous? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have to. This is yeah, nothing definitely. like that, but I was just wondering if that's ever <laughs> happened to you. Uh, <laughs> It's a pleasure to have back with us. It's been a while. He's very busy making podcast history from the Deuce and Mo podcast, Dave Deuce Mason. Hey. How are you today, David? Hi, Whitey. What is up, Chris Watkins? How are you oh, we're doing? Having uh, we're having the issue, Chris. We can't hear. Yeah, we cannot hear. You know what? You know what? You know what Deuce, you know what Deuce loves, loves is when there's technical, when there's technical issues, issues and it's uh, and it's on our side. He's a huge fan. Sorry, of Sorry, Deuce. Chris and I Chris cannot, and hear, I you. cannot hear you. Chris Verlaud can hear you. I have a feeling that our listeners can hear you, can hear you. as well. well. So, so maybe we can workshop this. Last time last we had this, we had this issue, issue, we ended up with essentially double audio on. Yeah, yeah. Do we want to like? I know Deuce is busy, but rather than have him sitting here, should we? Uh, maybe reconvene and figure out what the problem is rather than waste Deuce's time and waste the listeners' Or should time. we just go to the phones? I feel or like the phones could, is the, is the quickest bring them on phone if that fix. would work as well. Because I know last time, yeah, we couldn't hear, and I heard that everyone else could hear, and it uh, didn't sound good yeah. on the air. So please advise me, Chris, for love, what we want to do here. And Okay, we're going to try to get Okay. Deuce. Sorry about that. Apologies to Deuce. Apologies to you, dear listener. We'll get them on with us <laughs> as quickly as possible. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I know. We finally are, are able to reel him in and get him on the show. And then, uh, yeah, because he's really like a, a, a YouTube star now. Oh, yeah. He sucks on he's the radio. He's officially a YouTuber now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like he's getting that YouTube money. You know, he's. Oh, he's Hello, Deuce. How are you, sir? Hey, guys. What hey. is up, Whitey and Chris? Hey, Not good much, to have you man. on. Sorry about that. We apologize. Um, good. Yeah, um, I know everyone from Kevin John to Gary Gerald, everyone in between <laughs> has been seriously raving about uh, Deuce and Mo and the podcast with the Foxes. Deuce, what can you share with us about how how you guys set that up? Was it how long it, you, you've been working on bringing the Foxes into the Deuce and Mo podcast? You know, what is, you know, because we work together. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to shoot your shot. You just don't know when it's going to happen. And there's so many times you put stuff out there. You don't get any responses or, hey, let's do it. And then nothing comes of it. And that's the worst. I had reached out and they responded right away with, let's do it. I'm like, oh, cool. All right. We can come to you or we could do it over Zoom. And they suggested, well, we could just come to you guys. I'm like, is this like the easiest thing? Why didn't I ask you guys a long time ago? This is the easiest thing ever. And so they agreed to do it. Literally, last Wednesday at this time, they agreed to do it. Wow. And we recorded on Friday, so it, it was like a whirlwind. It happened really fast. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, I've never like heard De'Aaron be that loose before in, in a podcast, and it seemed like it really was because you guys were just kind of just talking hoop. It was really just four people in a room talking hoop. And I, I like, do you get the impression that that the Foxes' lives are just kind of engulfed in in basketball? I mean, I heard them say like they don't watch TV even except for the tennis channel. But did, do you feel like I mean, it's just all basketball all the time with those two? Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously she played, and that's the other thing. Like. I wanted both of them on. It wasn't yeah. like I reached out to De'Aaron and she and it's like, well, he'll do it if for on. It's like, no, I wanted both of them on because I knew one, one she played at such a high level. I, I'm hearing Chris in the background. I don't know. That's so weird. Hmm. Um, sorry. Um, anyway, um, I knew she played basketball at a high level, one, but she also had experience with the Warriors coaching staff and knew Mike Brown and Luke Lyles, and she's at every game. Like, it'd be cool to have them both in. I knew – having them both in, they would just be more comfortable with each other. And I felt like they kind of fed off of that. And 
Well, that made it for a really cool conversation. Yeah. Catching up with uh, Deuce here, Deuce Mason. So, Deuce, she played college at several colleges. Uh, Deer and Fox, of course, an all-star. I know Mo played at a high level. You were doing that pod with three actual basketball players. Did you feel left out? <laughs> I mean, I guess you're just forgetting about my legendary uh, showdown with former NBA big man uh, Rich, Rich Manning. I tried Rich to. Manning. I, don't, I don't remember his name. I, you know, that's, that's how – I mean, it was just one of those things you just dominated the guy. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm a student of the game. You know, I, how many uh, coaches played in the league? Uh, Whitey, I know the game, right? Uh, yeah, I yeah, I know, I know, I know. I, that was a joke between us. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, how has becoming a father, how has that changed uh, De'Aaron as a basketball player? I feel like it's not just being a father. I think just his relationship, like just settling down. I mean, we forget these guys come to the NBA, they're like 18, 19 years old. Uh, Why do you knew me when I was like 18 or 19? I was a pretty dumb 18 or 19 year old. And so you come to the NBA and it's like, you get all this responsibility. You got to like grow up fast and it takes time for some of these guys. And I just feel like De'Aaron Fox is just, Hey, I'm 25, 26 years old. I'm married. I have a kid now. I'm just in a different phase of my life. And he's probably more comfortable in his skin. Um, He's more comfortable as a player. And I think, all those positive things happening in his life has led to him having success on the floor. Mm. You've talked with both uh, De'Aaron and Davion this offseason. Did you notice any commonalities in just how they're attacking this offseason and, and how they're talking about their team? Yeah, I mean, I, I think what's interesting, I, I feel like they're all kind of on the same page. You know, it seems like we we talk about every time when a coach takes over, it's always, hey, they got to change the culture. They're going to do this or that. I feel like Mike Brown has shifted things really fast to me. Like, it, it just seems like the mindset, especially for guys like Davion and De'Aaron, who were here before Mike Brown, they kind of they, they saw a glimpse of what it was like before and losing and kind of the chaos maybe. And so now to have some structure and to all be on the same page, you can tell, like, they're fired up, ready to go. They're not phased by anything. They've got confidence. And it's just cool to see, especially for a team that, has been known for losing for the better part of, you know, 16 years. Deuce, when you and Mo were comparing notes after you finished this interview, and again, you know, congratulations, everyone just raves about it. Um, but no, seriously, everyone is just, man, this is the greatest thing. Definitely. Were there things that maybe things that were said or just the, the way the Foxes reacted where you said, wow, that, that kind of surprised me. What surprised you? Well, what really stood out to you after you completed the interview? I think what surprised me most was just how open and loose they were. And we kind of, like, when they showed up, we told them, like, hey, we just want this to be a conversation. You guys just chime in. We, we tried to take some pressure off. We didn't want them to feel like it was, like, a standard right. interview, like, super uptight or anything. And, I don't know, I guess they just bought into it. And we started talking, and it just surprised me. They were just telling stories. And once they kind of opened the door, it allowed us to go, oh, we can push a little more this direction. We can ask mm-hmm. these questions. So, Obviously, like, everyone's talking about, oh, it's a great interview. Well, it's great because of them. Like, you, mm-hmm. if they weren't willing to play ball, if they weren't willing to be open, then it would have just been a, another chat. And so, no, it was, it was super cool. And it just gave me more confidence and kind of the direction of this team. It just feels like they're in a really good spot as a team and an organization. They've got a lot of, like, high IQ players, smart players, and they all work hard. And it just feels like the vibes are good. 
Now, we just kind of went through a little bit of technical difficulties here on our end. I, I You you kind of went behind the scenes to start the video. How close was this interview to never seeing the light of day? All right, it's so stupid. So I can't believe this happened. So I we test everything ahead of time. We hit record early just to make sure everything's good. I don't know what happened. I still don't know what happened. Um, we have a mixer that plugs into a computer, and when we hit record, it's supposed to record all the audio. I typically will hit a backup audio uh, recording on this mixer Smart man. just in case. I haven't been doing that recently. And as I showed in that video, I happened to last minute just hit record. If I didn't do that, we didn't have it because I transferred the video over into the editing software and there was no audio whatsoever. <laughs> and it scared me big time. Yeah. Sure. Morgan did record it on her phone. So I guess the worst case, we would have had some crappy phone audio. Right. But, um, yeah, it was scary. Like, I, I came off the ultimate high of, I can't believe this just yeah. happened. We got to hear it every day. It was amazing. And then I see no audio. I'm like, are you kidding? Like, what am I going to do? Like, what? you can't redo this. Right. Uh, so, luckily, I, I backed it up. Always oh, back done. it up. Yes. yes. That's yes. the lesson learned. Uh, Deuce, Chris and I have been spending the last few weeks, we've been, among other things, we've been making Bold Kings predictions. And you're going to be amazed because they're all going to come true, yep. or almost all of them. Would you have a bold prediction about this King season based on anything De'Aaron told you or Davion or not, but would you be willing to share uh, a Deuce Mason bold Kings prediction for the upcoming season with us right now? They're going to be top 15 in defensive rating. Whoa! Wow. Are you drunk? Uh, I might be a little bit. But, okay. yeah, um, no, I think there's a shot. And yeah. I'm not, I know they don't have all these lockdown individual defenders. I think they have smart players. I think they showed signs especially against the Warriors, like, oh, they can ramp it up yes, a little bit. Yes. I think the d- defensive rating on the road last year was eighth, which is weird. That's not a small sample size. There's something there. And I think another year with this coaching staff, mm-hmm. just another year playing together. And JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee in the house, blocking shots left and right. No, um, yeah, I think they're going to be good. I, I really think they're, they're, they're going to be improved in that area. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, what, what do you think about just the, the way the Kings have kind of attacked that backup center spot or third string center spot this offseason? I mean, just bringing in everybody and their moms to, to try and just seemingly compete in an open competition. And how close, camp. yeah, pardon me, Go how close here. were you to working out after yeah. your experiences against Rich Manning? The Alex Len of pickup basketball. Look, I know I'm undersized, but I think I could have provided something there. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. I actually, I'm fine with it. I mean, if you look around the league, Sabonis is going to play all the minutes for the most part, and I know he gets in foul trouble. I, I kind of compare it to the situation in Denver where they really didn't play their backup centers much. They had DeAndre Jordan. They had Thomas Bryant, who they traded for. But they were playing like Jeff Green at small ball fives for stretches in the playoffs. But they had those guys just in case. I think JaVel McGee can carve out a nice role on this team. I think you're going to see a lot of Trey Lyles small ball five, which I think had success against the Golden State Warriors. So I think if you have like a Len, McGee, Lyles, and maybe if you do keep one more, I don't know if they would. I th- I'm fine with that. I, I'm, I'm fine with how they approach it because, again, Sabonis is going to be the guy playing the majority of those minutes. Deuce, thank you so much. Congratulations. Please tell Morgan we said hello, and we look forward to talking to you again. Yes, miss you guys. Take it easy, Deuce. See yep, Dave Deuce Mason. He says he misses us. I, I don't know if I I don't know if I if I believe he's him. good. At, he says it. In a I know. Way that yeah. You almost feel like, like, wow, he meant that. I button. think he almost meant that, but I uh, I don't believe him. I don't believe him as far as I can throw him. I he was him. like, you know, he had our names written down. Yeah. There. He's like, well, witty, 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 and <laughs> Watkins. What, what is this? I'm going on here again. Good for them. I told. Yeah. You know, the no, whole story I, with them is very 
It's very yeah. inspirational. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. Another exciting chapter. And seriously, I mean, he thought you were joking, but, like, I, I really was thinking about it as the interview was happening. And it's if for anyone who hasn't checked it out, like, it is a fantastic interview. Like, that's... That's 100% a moment like that that people are going to be talking about at least you know here in Sacramento. I think for a really long time just again like like I said in my question like I just haven't seen DeAaron that lax before in an interview and just to hear him kind of talk a little bit freely uh I I just think that it's going to be something that a lot of Kings fans are going to appreciate and again I think it's just going to be something they talk mm-hmm. about for a really long time. Uh speaking of hoops, coming up next, we're right back with this. Am I supposed to feel sorry for LeBron now? Uh, Whitey and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. At your desk, on your phone, in the car. Whitey and Watkins on Sackdown Sports. Thank you for being with us. Thanks to Dave Deuce Mason for being with us. And if you haven't yet, you want to check out on the Deuce and Mo podcast that yes. Deer and Fox. Well, it's the Fox family interview. If you could interview anybody in the history of sports, Oof. Chris Watkins, who are you picking? Great question. Anybody. I assume. I'm going to go I mean, a little off the radar, actually. Not off the I, radar. I have just, to ask the judge. Yeah. Would this be all time? Or are we just saying people that you could actually talk to now, Your Honor? I would say all time. All time. So you can go back in time and talk to people that are no longer mm-hmm. with this. Pretty cool. Oh, okay. Um, well, this place is supposed to be haunted. So. I think <laughs> I think I would still say Mike Tyson. I just feel like really? he's just like incredibly interesting. Obviously, like was the most scary fighter to to maybe ever step in the ring, but I think that guy's probably got endless stories and he actually seems like a, a really legitimately good hang. And I just feel like you would get just incredible stories from Mike Tyson. And just mm. like feel like feel what it's like to be in his presence. I just feel like he's a really He's a one-of-one kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think I would go Mike Tyson. That'd be tremendous. Yeah. yeah. Michael Jordan, I feel like, would be a terrible interview, too. Yeah, people. That's one of those things is like, oh, if you could hang out with one sports star, who would it be? And people yeah. say Michael Jordan. I don't like, think he'd be fun to hang out with. There's no way. There's no way. Like, he does, he's like, yeah, he, like, he probably has been disassociated with, like, actual human interaction, I think, for so long that he kind of gives me, like Tiger, like, Tiger Woods. Like, he never learned how to communicate with people i feel like michael jordan's kind of a a similar thing and maybe even lebron is to an extent at this point where i just don't think that they even know what it's like to to just like have a casual conversation i would like to talk to barry because (laughs) you just want to be lied to to your face well i've done would you want to press him on i did an interview with him once where i i don't even know why. like his people like okay wait you want to have barry on i don't even know why yeah and he was really cooperative and it was really he was funny yeah and then i've you know like talked to him he didn't know who i am or anything but i've seen him and talked to him and he's not necessarily the most pleasant person that's what i've heard is yeah he i mean that's kind of the the rub on barry the weird thing i think you have to get barry out of baseball out of yes. like a baseball mm-hmm. like atmosphere because w- i still talk to this to this day when his dog was in the dog show and he's being interviewed uh-huh and it, he was happy he yeah. was funny he was just like oh, i'm so 
proud of my dog for being here. I'm happy for all the dogs that are here. I'm like, I love this guy. Who is this? He's got to be one of the most fascinating people in, in all yeah. of sports. And it goes oh, beyond sure. sports. And I don't just mean, because he hit all the home runs. Right. There's, no. uh, you know, the PED accusations and everything right. in between. Totally. There's just a lot there. That yeah. If you could get him Unravel to get into it. it a little bit, it would be amazing. Yeah. It Maybe would be somebody really will good. someday. Yeah. Depends on whether he ever really wants to do that. I don't think so. I mean, the what the last interview I heard from him was one I think we played a couple months back where he, you know, again is just blame shifting and just He's I don't trying know. to control the narrative. Exactly. Which yeah. I don't blame him for, but I just it, it just feels very disingenuous and, you know, I I don't know. I, I would just want to talk with somebody that I feel like is actually playing ball with me, you know. You mentioned Michael Jordan? Yeah. Did you hear what um Rich Paul said yesterday? Uh, I heard that he made an argument for LeBron as the GOAT, but I didn't hear the specifics of said argument. He said that any comparison between LeBron and Michael Jordan, um, it crosses eras, so that's really tough to do when you get into that. He said the difference in technology and media between the two eras, uh, he says LeBron, I don't know who he says, is, you can imagine who he says is better, but the point of this is that he says LeBron has had it tougher than Michael Jordan. LeBron is yeah. the first player to have to deal with 24-7, 365 news cycle of sports and opinions from those who are not even capable or carry the expertise to give a valid opinion. He said that on with uh, Gilbert Arenas. I said yesterday was at some yeah. point this week. So, um, so he's saying LeBron's had it tougher than Michael. And when I first read that, my first feeling was, well, yeah, of course he has. <laughs> I wonder, though, and... I, maybe this is... He's also been criticized more because, frankly, yeah. he has failed more. That's, as great that's as also definitely true for sure. I mean, yeah, Michael kind of narrative-wise gave people a lot more positive spin to, to kind of have and build this story arc of being the greatest of all time when you never lose and have the intensity he did. I mean, like, people are going to write that stuff up as or, you know, eat it up as, as, uh, as just narrative for building this guy's case for the greatest of all time. Um, why, I'm cu- actually really curious what you think about, about this. So for the media thing, obviously now with social media and, you know, just cable news, everything like the, the endless stream of news cycle, I would argue, or at least try and make an argument that it was actually worse back then because when something negative came out, it was every, it was the biggest news possible because there were so few outlets that almost everybody saw that one thing and the weight of it was almost more than what it is now where it's almost everything is diluted by, you know, there's so much noise that it's almost easier to block it out. Whereas if you were, you know, there's only five channels on, if one of the channels is just absolutely blasting you, it kind of carries a lot more weight. Just like the newspaper used to carry a lot more weight to players. Like if you wrote a negative piece in the paper the next day, it didn't matter. Like people on the team would, would see it. Whereas now I mean, if we have a, a segment just killing De'Aaron Fox or killing Demonis Sabonis and we tweet it and we put it out on Sacktown Sports, that's a lot more than was ever available in the past, but it still might not leak through to the players because there's just an abundance of it. To me, what you're getting at, and I think it's factual, news cycles, you used to have a big story, and we saw this uh, with Michael and story about it and when he was stepping away from the game and yeah. you know his father, unfortunately, right. was killed. A news cycle would last through the week. Yeah. And that would be a big story through the week. So, yeah, there was that. But then something else would replace it. Now it's like there's 
almost countless news cycles going on at the same time right. constantly. Right. Just everywhere. It's like a zzz, used to be like right. news cycle. Now they're like all over. Right. There's it's relentless. I think it was easier. You're literally during, yesterday's news at this point. Yeah, yeah, but then there's somebody else is going to exactly. come along yeah. and make something new. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was easier for Michael in his day to keep that distance between him and he always was kind of uh, levitating exalted yes. because he was always like, wow, Michael Jordan. Yeah. And another reason with, uh, is because there were certain things he didn't want to get into, political mm-hmm. issues. Um, he just he wanted to make his money right. and play basketball, and bless him, LeBron has been willing to get into social issues, things like that. So obviously right. he stepped down. I don't know if he would have been as exalted, but he's come down from that perch. Sure. He hasn't tried to keep himself above it. Right. So naturally there's been more criticism of him. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. Uh... I think he's chosen that, but I think it's just a matter of the eras in which they played, rather than. It not it's not like it's not fair to LeBron, right? It's just it's, it's just, just the way fact. it is yeah, now. If Michael played now, it'd be very similar for him, right? It's it is interesting. I mean, it definitely should be something that's factored into LeBron's story arc. Is the fact that I mean, it's been talked about by everybody, but the fact that he's been able to to keep his nose clean and like stay stay yeah, out absolutely. of trouble, like it's almost impossible. Like we're not even talking like a DUI or speeding or. Anything that you know, of course, like, I mean, the Tiger Woods thing was was mass. If any small, tiny little detail about LeBron happened, we would have heard about it. And, you know, the biggest thing is the decision, which was him choosing free agency and choosing, you know, choosing to empower the players, which has led to this whole era. And then the other thing, I don't even like you remember the Hummer. You remember LeBron getting a Hummer when he was in high school and (laughs) and that was. And that was like the the biggest news possible was was how did he afford to get this car and like that those are really the two biggest quote unquote scandals of of his career for the most part. Yeah, the, the China thing as he well. also had the jersey. I think that's what made him ineligible in high school. The jersey. Oh, where he like signed. Uh, no, he had the uh, like the three hundred four hundred dollar like I think like Joel Joe Namath old school jersey and stuff like that. Do you remember that? No, I huh. don't. People were questioning his jersey like how no, he No, it was just like jerseys? it was like where did you get these from? And I wanna say like he lost his in, a, in a, his eligibility in high school his final season because of that. Really? That. Oh no, I don't remember that. Yeah. I just yeah, I but remember he's the been, golden Hummer. I mean he's been treated overall very well. Obviously there's people sure. I mean, yeah, the vultures are out there. The crows. Yes. Skip. But for the yeah, but for the most part, LeBron has embraced social media. And yeah, yeah, he's been subjected to more because it's a different era. But right. he's he's benefited from it as much as probably for more sure. than he's been hurt by the yeah the media the jackals. Yeah, exactly. Trying to get after him for sure. And I mean, that's also a part of his his overall greatness. Not necessarily tying into basketball, but just like what makes him a, a fantastic figure, like public figure, is is yeah. I mean, the fact that he's used his platform. For, for mainly positive stuff. I mean, like, he, he has created a school. Like, he you know, he, he's really into being a, a visionary for what it means to be, like, a top-tier athlete. And for that, you know, I, I will always think, like, he, he is truly a, a visionary in that sense. Like, Magic Johnson kind of did lay the groundwork for what it's like to be a businessman after your basketball career. But for what LeBron's done during his career, I think it's just – it's incredible. There is one key factor that nobody looks at when they compare LeBron to Michael. And we'll tell you what that is when we come right back. Also, we'll take a look at what's going on in the FIBA World Cup Championships next. Whitey and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. 
Victoria with the details. We just went back into the whole pie conversation. I don't know why this is so hard to understand. Pie is a pie, and a sandwich is a sandwich, and a burger is a burger. And I don't know. <laughs> you what said the you don't want to get into it, so I'm not. I'm not going to. Engage, I apologize. I just I needed to express just that much that hey, we. We had another discussion about it. I, I, I think yeah. this would be fantastic for our YouTube. Uh, oh, that's a great <laughs> point. That. Yeah, we'll really dive into it then. Because I I still have some, uh, not some thoughts, just some disagreements. You with, don't like pie. That's fine. That is fine. It's totally fine. Obviously, it's I just, a wet blanket. This guy I just, <laughs> I just I just have an issue with you guys picking and choosing your spots. Is this the wet Wednesday ever, yes. Christopher Laud? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh I don't God. like pie. I hate you guys. Like I can understand, like I don't like boysenberry pie. Like okay, okay, pecan pie. Let I'm me not go crazy down the list. I'll just go. Sorry for not going down a list of fifteen different pies I like or I don't like. I should key say. lime pie. No, I like key lime pie yogurt, but not. <laughs> <laughs> Did that just complicate things? Did I just complicate things without even trying? Okay. So if someone made a pie out of key lime pie yogurt, yeah, no. No, so well, you just cheese. I don't know. I don't know anymore. I don't. You would just eat. I don't know. The coolest thing about it is that you're just so. It's not like, gee, I don't know if I like that or not. He's like, no, No, I don't don't. like that. I just don't. Well, I know I don't. Like that's why I'm so definitive is because I don't like it. Like I know I don't like it. It's not a matter of like, oh, I don't think I like it. Lemon meringue pie. No, no, don't like. Lemon for dessert, also. Like, my my bigger thing was just Here's like, another one. What? I need my desserts to just be, I don't need healthy stuff in my dessert. Like, it's for indulging. I don't want to, like, have blueberries sprinkled on my my so ice cream lemon or anything. Meringue, since it does lemon is like a health I wouldn't dessert? say, <laughs> I would not say that that makes it healthy, but it's more okay. just like, I'm looking for chocolate. I'm looking for, like, sure, you know non-fruit flavors. If I wanted something to taste like a fruit, I would just eat a fruit. You're not happy that Dave took all of the crumble cookies with him, are you, when he left? Yeah, I mean, that was that was not cool. A box. He did say, everybody grab one if you want, because I'm taking the For box. sure, but oh, like... I would have I liked to have known that. That's what, like, Dave and his family of 12, like, is it, like, what is... Why did he have to take the whole box? Like, and, he couldn't have just taken three cookies? I mean, if you recall, I brought donuts in for everybody. Yes, and I did. left them in there for everybody Very to, kind to of enjoy. You. Yeah. And did you ever take the box away? Did or not. did you bring the box out only for the midday show? And then once the midday show was over, did you take it home? No. No. You How about me? I saved the account. Yeah, uh, with the with the song you're talking about? No, or? not with the song. With the <laughs> fact that when the guy came in, Chris, very nice guy. Yeah. And Dave came in. He's like, I don't know I don't this know guy's his name. name. I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah, Dave did like the. In this obvious building, thing. it's either Chris or Jay. It's that it's easy. It's literally like a sixty percent chance. And that I you're took care of him. Yeah. And yeah. then he did the thing of like saying his name five times. Like I definitely know your name, Chris. <laughs> good to see you, Chris. Good to see you, Chris. Hey, Chris, it's good yeah. to have you back in. Hey, Chris, what do you think, Chris? <laughs> Dave, have you met you? You know Chris, you know, right? Right. Right. Yeah. You know, with this public talk, you might not have saved the account after all. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, of course we did. Yeah. Of course we did. Um, the talk before we were talking about pies was about this LeBron and Jordan thing, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on it. But I just think one thing that people – we're talking about it because it came up yesterday because uh, was it Rich Ball was talking about how LeBron has been under so much more scrutiny. When people compare LeBron to Michael Jordan, one thing they don't take into account is that Michael Jordan 
played on teams that were way better than some of the teams LeBron played on. The Heat teams obviously were great. Right. Michael Jordan, this is, and I'll just leave it at this. Michael Jordan played for the Bulls. They win a championship 91, 92, 93. He steps away. What do you think the Bulls did the next year without Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan, the greatest player of all time. Yeah. Leaves. Yes. To play baseball. Yep. How do you think the Bulls did without him? Probably well, fell apart, right? Well, I know they made the playoffs one year, at least one of those They're years. They're 55 and 27. One of the best teams in the NBA, I assume. They were second in the division, and then they went to the, let's see, conference. They won the Eastern Conference first round. They lost the East semis to the Knicks in seven games. So they were, that's all I'm saying. It's not Michael's fault, but right. just keep in mind, the Bulls were a great team, and he was the best player on a great team. Right. Was he the best player ever? Maybe, but you can't overlook the fact that that team was right. a really good team, even without him, right. and you can't say that about a lot of the teams LeBron played on. Well, and how about the fact that Michael Jordan even came back that second season for the playoffs, and they still got eliminated by sure. the uh, by the Orlando Magic, if I'm sure. not mistaken. Good or, Orlando team. You know, yeah. no, everyone wants to say, oh, whenever, but when Mike played, he, he just, he kept winning championships. Well, I mean, he pl- he played that one series, and, and they still lost. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of ruins. It is also like the the argument of Michael Jordan's 6-0 and is a lot more impressive than LeBron's going, how many times is he? 11, 10, 11 times? And it's like, so you're telling me that yeah. LeBron should have just not made the finals in 2006, and, and people, that would have been better for his career? As I'm sure you've heard, uh, people used to make that argument about Joe Montana versus Tom Brady. Really? Like four and he's four and oh, but then Brady won so many that right. he's like, it was yeah, just well, like, well, okay, I can't he won really seven, make so. that argument anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's ridiculous to me. To me, that's just like people's obsession with like having a zero on the other end of their, of their win total. And it's like, that shouldn't really matter. Like, it should be about just sheer dominance over a career. And I think I'm not going to get into the Jordan LeBron argument, but I, I just think that that should be something that's, that's weighed in. Very highly, and I think Kareem has a similar argument for the same reason. It's and like no, you're right; just nobody cares. Longevity for for that for being that dominant for that long there, is insane. There's going to be a long period here coming up. We're almost there, in which LeBron is widely considered the greatest ever. Mm-hmm. It's just inevitable, yeah, because of the you know recency bias. He's going to reach like forty thousand points this year. You or have something? more and more yeah. people, and I know there are people that saw Jordan that will say, "No, he's the greatest," and I will always think that. But there are fewer of those people, yep. and we got more and more people that are seeing LeBron play, mm-hmm. seeing all the things he's doing, and that's one reason I think we've talked about this, why Michael Jordan was behind the last dance. It was right. to remind people, hey, yeah, LeBron's great, but don't forget what I did. Right. But it's inevitable um, yeah. that LeBron will widely be viewed probably for a long time as the greatest player ever yeah. until, I don't know, Wimba Nyama or whoever, I don't think it's going to be him, but until the next guy comes along, if that ever happens, it's right. not inevitable that we will have another guy like that. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a, I think there's a pretty good chance that we're never going to see someone who's going to have a resume that stacks up to LeBron. Like, just the amount of dominance that it would take over such a long period of time, I, I just... I, I have a really tough time seeing it, though. I'm sure people said the same thing about when Kareem retired and the same thing when, when Jordan retired. Like, I, I just think uh, with how how much how many good players there are or how many great players there are in the NBA, I just don't think anyone's going to ever be able to dominate for, for as long of a period as what we've just seen LeBron. And his it's not even over. I mean, we haven't talked about it, but Christian Wood signed with the Lakers yesterday. Yeah. They had a really good offseason. What if LeBron has another playoff moment this this off or this this playoffs that is kind of 
Now, I don't know if anything will ever touch Michael Jordan's last shot with the with the Bulls and, you know, just the the dramatics of, of that. But what if he has a moment where he <laughs> where he was a push off? It was a thousand percent a push off. <laughs> Anyone who says different is just lying to themselves. But we're like, what if LeBron does something insane in the conference finals? And, you know, even last year, what he finished with 40 points in that in that uh, in that game four loss to to the Nuggets. Like, what if he does something ridiculous for the last moment of his career? That is like that Jordan moment, like the Kobe scoring 60 in his last game. That's kind of the cherry on top of what LeBron needs. He needs a a nice swan song to kind of send him off into retirement. The argument is pointless because I think it's inevitable that before long, LeBron will widely be seen as the best ever. But uh, you know, Wembanyama. Obviously, we have to see him play. Right. I think maybe we're getting a little too excited, a little over, too far over our skis about Wembanyama as the he's going to be the next greatest player ever. You're talking about the greatest prospect in professional That's sports the guy. history. That's the guy. Are you saying that we might be too <laughs> yeah. high on that? Yeah. Oh, I think you're correct. Absolutely. There's no way that we're not overreacting. I mean, just let the kid play like a, a couple games, like. He's a seven-three athletic freak. You don't even like, think he's going to be rookie of the year. I don't. And you're not alone in I that. I really don't. Like, I just, I think they're going to rest him a lot. I think it's going to be with somebody that big nowadays. I just think you're you're going to handle him with kid gloves until you feel really confident that he can play 82 games. I mean, look how long it took Joel Embiid, who I guess had more injury concerns heading into his career, but look how long it took Joel Embiid to kind of get his footing before he was able to really put like 82 game seasons together. Joel Embiid, free agent, FIBA free agent. <laughs> That's he has I citizenship hear. in France and the U.S. also wants him. Uh, well, I guess that'd be a big factor for the Olympics coming up. Absolutely, in a yeah. Years. Yeah. As far as the FIBA World Championships, Steve, Germany advanced despite the fact that, as we mentioned earlier, Dennis Schroeder and I'm I'm part German and I love Dennis Schroeder. He was four for twenty six. That's and terrible. Still I, I got to triple check that because there's just four for twenty six, zero for eight on no three pointers. Deal with no it. No way. I would pull somebody like like you said like after nineteen like I would just be like look you have to stop shooting and then he took seven more after that mm-hmm. like, figures, and you're well, trying to win go oh my in. god that's crazy uh, Serbia plays Canada USA versus Germany in the semifinals so it looks like there's a really great chance we will get the matchup we've all been waiting for and hoping for USA versus Canada Canada for the World Cup. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that game will be – I'm not going to get our head, ahead of ourselves, but that would be uh, – that would just be incredible. I mean, with how good Shea Gilgis-Alexander's been playing recently, uh, Anthony Edwards, that would be a really exciting matchup between two of the youngest stars in the NBA or, or rising stars in the NBA. I'm all for it. That's really the only matchup that I want to see, and if I don't, then uh, I don't think I'm going to watch a single feed. Coming up next, we learned something new and very interesting about Aaron Rodgers. Did you hear what it is? No, um, I didn't. Is it something with, is he, I can only, I can, oh boy, it has to do with, no, he, I'm assuming you're talking about UFOs, he would, he, oh my, I can't, okay, I can't wait to hear this, I, this is the least surprising thing, honestly, it's coming up next, oh my god, Whitey and Watkins on Sackdown Sports. At your desk, on your phone, in the car. Whitey and Watkins. On Sacktown Sports. Something of an update here. Uh, uh, from 
NFL.com on Nick Bosa. Pardon me. Reigning Defensive Player of the Year, not in the 49ers facility for meetings at the start of San Francisco's Week 1 preparation, according to Ian Rappaport. Uh, so it looks more and more likely that he's not going to be with the team. Still a chance. And, of course, Emil Fragoso, our 49er insider at SackdownSports.com, will have the latest for you. But um, that's the latest from Ian Rappaport. Nick Bosa not at the facility today as the mm. 49ers begin in earnest their preparations for the opener. Doesn't seem ideal to me. I don't know. I mean, like, there is always a chance that uh, I think T.J. Watt got his deal done two days before the season started. But uh, from from the last report we heard, I mean, it, it sounds like these two sides are, are really far apart. And I wouldn't be expecting anything to get done in, in the next couple of days. It just it doesn't seem like things are trending that direction. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting. It'll definitely be interesting after week one. Uh, someone tells me Bosa is going to get even more leverage than what he already has. Do you think there's something about playing quarterback for the New York Jets that somehow puts you in touch with the paranormal? That's a great question. Sam, Sam Darnold. Darnold. Yeah, right. Seeing, seeing ghosts, ghosts out there. Not only seeing ghosts out there, but saying that when he was staying right. with George Kittle this offseason, right. he said he literally had some sort of right. ghostly experience. Joe Namath is definitely <laughs> floating in some capacity. Like, he's not. He's, he's definitely in touch with with something inhuman because he's 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 out there as well so can i tell you there a quick might be joe Namath story please i got to do an interview with him once maybe he was on monday night football or something but it was he was like in studio and he was the nicest guy and he signed something for me i have no idea wow. where it is but he was so nice that he had his handler and they're like joe we gotta go for their next thing mm-hmm. and he was like yeah yeah hey who's the backup quarterback for the 49ers he was talking to me really yeah wow. and he you know i if i saw him now he again he right had no yeah, idea who he, i was yeah. but he was that nice like signing That's stuff. Incredible. I'm like, hey, yeah, tell me about. And I think it was Mike Morosky at the time. He's like, who's yeah. this guy? Yeah. Were the designers are... struggling at the time? Good one. Let it sink in because I think a couple people need to catch that on the rebound. That, that went over my head. I don't uh, you don't remember that famous? I don't get that reference. Struggling. Struggling. No. I want to kiss you. Yeah, I remember that. I remember yeah. that part. I, I don't remember the struggling. Well, I don't know if Joe has had any supernatural experiences. We'll have to find out. Yeah. But Aaron Rodgers last night, this will stun you. Aaron Rodgers, the final uh, episode of Hard Knocks, says that 2005, and it was a bit before the uh, draft that year, mm-hmm. he was at a former teammate's house in New Jersey, and he saw something very strange. Very strange. Very strange. And it froze. Oh, my gosh. The government's trying to hide the evidence. Do you hear this? We had the audio ready to go, and then they, they just don't want you to hear it. Whoa. We had this great dinner at his house in Jersey. <laughs> What's going on? I was making my way to bed. I had like a 5 a.m. wake up, uh, and I was, I was getting down to bed. I heard this alarm in the distance going off. Uh, it just didn't seem like normal when I heard some rustling downstairs. So I got up, walked downstairs. It was a beautiful night. And Steve and his brother and I walked outside. And up in the clouds, you know, we, we heard this sound and we saw this tremendously large object moving through the sky. And it was like a scene out of Independence Day when... The ships are coming into the atmosphere and they're creating this like uh, kind of explosion type fire in the sky. 
we just saw this incredibly large object and froze, as anybody would, because we didn't know what the hell was going on. And eventually it went out of sight, and nobody said a word. We just stood frozen, the three of us, on the front stoop of, the, of Steve's house. And about 30 seconds later, we heard the real recognizable sound of fighter jets going that seemed to be chasing this object. Um, and again, we just stood there in just disbelief for another few minutes. Nobody said a word. And then we all kind of looked at each other like, did we just see what we think we just saw? <laughs> what was that? Eventually, you know, 20 minutes later, we kind of wound down a little bit, went back to bed. And then you're still not really sleeping. You just experience this bizarre experience. We looked in the papers and, the, and online the next few days, and there was nothing about it. That got me into researching more about UFOs. The siren or alarm had been from a nuclear power plant, which is about nine miles away. And if you know anything about UFOs, there's a lot of sightings around nuclear energy, around volcanoes, around power plants. But yeah, Steve and I are great friends, teammates, and also witnessed whatever the hell it was, I don't know, but it was definitely unidentified, it was definitely flying, it was definitely a large object. Aaron Rodgers, believer. Are you a believer? <sighs> this guy needs to lay off the drugs. Hey, uh, this was an before Emmy, his... An Emmy for whoever put that together. Oh, fanta- absolutely fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Sound effects and everything. Uh-huh. This is before he started his ayahuasca trips. I, I, it's possible that memories of prior believe. events could be impacted by exactly the uh, yeah. freight point. Yes, freight the point. in what would that be? What do you do? Something you in ingest in, ingesting of ayahuasca. Uh, Make some good points though. Who am I to say? I don't want Aaron Rodgers doing his own research on anything. That's all I know. So he you, says he did further research into UFOs, and I just... Uh, I mean, the bad thing is, you guys don't want to hear this, I believe him, and the stuff about like the nuclear power plants and stuff like that is like, yes, that's the thing. See, I don't know if I can believe you when you say you believe him. I don't know I, if, I do. if you do believe or if you're... I mean, I've been paying attention. Like, they're in Congress right now saying, like, yeah. There's things that we can't explain right now going on. I just can't believe anything Aaron Rodgers says. Honestly, that's that's more what it is. He just that's your seems, Vikings glasses. He just seems what, like he, a lot. The, he sells it though. He's got that. Well, oh, we... I believe that he believes it 100. <laughs> percent That is not a question. I I 100 percent believe that Aaron Rodgers believes what he saw. I just don't believe that it actually happened. The only and flaw, I'm not like a UFO. If I'm really trying to nitpick that story. It's like you see UFOs. Then we went back to bed, and like 20 minutes later, we fell back asleep. What? Come on! No. You're not yeah. sleeping all night, are you? No. like, hey, well, I'd be having conversations. I'll see you in the morning. I'd be calling people, saying, hey, do you guys see, huh. like, hey, there's a nuclear reactor alarm going off right now. Is is Should I move away? Like, is, should I be concerned? Berlaud's a believer, uh, though. Berlaud's a smart guy. I mean, you know, for sure. Aliens are, are you know... Might be out there. I think it's uh, it's a this large is universe. Beginning. Pretty soon, all the quarterbacks will be coming out with there. Can you yeah. imagine what Kirk Cousins oh saw? Oh, gosh. I wow. Can't, can't wait for that story. Can't coming up imagine. next, uh, 49ers end up on top of a list that you'd rather not be on top of uh, that more as we continue with Whitey and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. <laughs> 